What's going on? Welcome back to the Baseball Banter. Ah, yikes. Episode 29. Got quite a lot to talk about, so let's banter. Alright, how's it going everyone? Welcome back to Big Out Baseball Banter, episode number 29. And we have some housekeeping I have to go through real quick, and then we're going to get into some of the topics. So, you can see I'm alone right now. Unfortunately, Ben's not going to be able to be in the videos. Um, he's just too busy. He's got a lot of stuff. You know, mad respect to Ben. There's no falling out and none of that shit. I didn't kick him out, nothing like that. Ben's gotten a little too busy with stuff. He'll... I'm going to make sure he gets on, though. I'll make sure he calls in, stuff like that. But from now on, for the foreseeable future at least, Ben won't be able to be in the videos. But I really want to thank Ben for, you know, all the stuff he's done for the show. You know, I pitched the idea to him originally. He was right. He was on board with it. You know, we did the regular podcast for a bit. We went live with it. And, you know, mad respect to Ben, man. I really appreciate him doing this. So, Ben, if you're watching this, thanks for everything. You're still part of the crew. And he'll probably still do the Instagram, too, because he kills it with that shit with all the memes and stuff. So check out our Instagram, big uh big out baseball banter, big dot apple dot baseball dot banter. You see, Ben can't can't he's the one who usually announces it. But uh maybe I'll get uh uh maybe I'll get a I don't know, like a, a a video of him plugging the Instagram or something. Uh you're here. What's up, Jose? Nice to see you, man. Um so yeah, Ben unfortunately won't be in the videos. So that kind of sways the content direction. You know, it's just gonna be me now, unless I find a replacement, which I'm not planning on it. Um it's probably going to be main. We're probably not going to be talking Yankees the way we did before. Or probably just Mets and then to also talk MLB. Um, what's going on, man? Uh, and so I also want to make these videos a little more structured, like we talked about last time. So we're going to go through some topics and then we'll do the call ins towards the end. I'll try to keep my topics pretty quick because the call ins, that's kind of why I like doing this show. That's my favorite part is just talking baseball with other people. And, you know, I'm, I definitely need to practice my podcasting skills by myself. Um, you know, saying um and all that stuff you know it's tricky at first but i just need to get used to it you know talking just straight to the camera not with this conversation and also let me guys know I'll, I'll make maybe a video or a poll about it if you guys are interested in maybe me posting some football content i know we have a lot of nfl fans i know i make a lot of like jets references and whatnot you know i'd definitely be down to post some some nfl content um maybe i change the channel name but keep big out baseball banter as a series as the show and kind of have some different stuff maybe bring some other people on board we got a lot of great stuff coming in for the future. Also, I'm going to try to do some, I'm I'm working on another episode of Shea What for sure. And I'm going to try to work on maybe some other kind of sideshow, like a series recap show, like not a live show. I'm, I want to do some other cool stuff like that. You know, I've only been, we've only really been doing like the once a week stream thing. So I kind of want to be able to do a little more. If you guys want to see me too, I'm on a Mets fans only channel pretty much every week, multiple times a week, sometimes to watch games, Mets weekly. Shout out to him though. For having a smaller channel like myself on there. Great guy, man. Shout out to Mets fans only. All the dudes over there. Hayden, you guys know him. Mets fan. Tony Metro, Frank, all those guys are they're awesome, man. So yeah, you guys can check me out on there. So I'm gonna get started this week. So let's like I said, we're predominantly gonna be more of a Mets channel now. Um I'm gonna start with the studs and duds for the past week for the New York Mets. So we finished off last episode with the Philly series. And so we had one more game. We the Phillies doubleheader. We had one more game 
and by the way, I'm going to try to, I'm not going to say I'm going to ignore the chat. I'm going to not get distracted by it while I'm going through the bin topics. And then when you get to the end, we'll have the chat. Just trolls, like I said, y'all are welcome. I don't give a shit. We got no mods or anything. So you guys are welcome. We'll have the live calls. I'll put the link in when that happens. But I want to get through these studs and duds first. Um, and I'll probably end up clipping some of the podcast clips, you know, as their own video, something like that. So, you know, I want to make it more of a podcast and just a free for all live stream, if you guys know what I'm saying. So let's start with the studs and duds. So our last episode finished off with game two on the four on the 13th of April. We beat the Phillies, both games. And then the next game we ended up being the Phillies again, five to one. Uh, this was a really good game by the Mets. Good pitching performance by Peterson, I believe who it was. Yeah, Peterson, great performance by him. Really shut me up. But the stud had to have been Brandon Nimmo. Brandon Nimmo had a great outing yet again, getting on base nonstop here. I should probably just pull up the pull up the, the numbers. I should have done this in advance. But um, uh, just getting on base constantly, not just walking to. He's driving the ball, hitting it hard. You know, his defense has also looked a lot better recently. So, yeah, Peterson on the mound, like I said, he, he was – Definitely in stud consideration. Six to, six innings, only two hits, one of which was a home run, an earned run. He had 10 strikeouts too, which Peterson's not the big strikeout guy. So I was shocked to see that, but I was very happy to see that. Dud though, I'm going to go Luis Guillorme. He just had, you know, as I call it, a zero day where you don't do anything. And obviously this is baseball. You're going to have days where you don't get hits. You don't even get on base. And that's, I'm not saying these are bad players. I'm just saying from this game, Luis Guillorme had the, you know, the smallest impact. Um, he was holding down third base. JD Davis is back. I'll get back to him. I'll get to him in a little bit. Um, up next we have, we our first game in Colorado game one, the Mets won four to three here in Colorado. Um, the stud was Jacob deGrom. He was phenomenal. Didn't give up any earned runs, gave up three unearned runs. One of which was, they came on because of errors and stuff like that. McNeil made a bad error. Um, but he had 14 strikeouts, which is, I hope this guy gets to 15. It seems like he gets to 14 all the time and then doesn't beat the record, beat his personal record. Um, and he was absolutely phenomenal, you know, especially pitching in course field. He was not happy with himself, you know, screaming into his glove because he expects to put zeros out there, man. That's how good Jacob DeGrom is. We, you literally expect perfection from this guy and he delivers majority of the time. Uh, Jacob DeGrom, obviously the stud dud, like I said, Jeff McNeil, he also did nothing at the plate for the most part, but that was a pretty costly error. We were able to come back from it. Um, Luis Rojas, this game, also managed a great game, if I were to say so myself. He pinch running, um, who was it? McCann. McCann got on in the ninth, and then he pinch ran Almora. And then VR drove him in, and he had terrific. Almora had some terrific base running there. A, ridiculously good slide. And for a guy like that who doesn't get so much playing time, he's a defense and more of a running guy. You know, him seeing him excel in the base bats really important. That's a tough job. Sitting on your ass on the bench for the whole time and finally getting up and you have to pinch run, run full speed. That's not easy, man. And he nailed it. So, I mean, Al Moore's not going to be my stud just because of a pinch running. You know, he's one of the big reasons we're in the game. Obviously, VR too. Our bench buys it. Bench guys kind of carried us this game, but Jacob DeGrom was phenomenal. Like I said about Jeff McNeil, though, he didn't have a good game. Uh, he was batting six this game, and he didn't. He put up zeros. Um, and putting up zeros for a pitcher is amazing. Putting up zeros for a hitter is terrible. Uh, but he put up zeros in four at-bats. Not a good game by Jeff. He did redeem himself a little bit the next game, though, or later in the series. Uh, next game was game two of Colorado, and this was not good. Um, 
I didn't. I had very limited expectations going in. Herman Marquez is a great pitcher. Is Joey Lucchese? Not really. He's he's decent. He's not great though. Especially he's not all the way stretched out. And Jeff McNeil though did have a good game. Uh, Jeff McNeil this game went as I'm pulling it up. I got to get better about you know having this stuff easier. But we lost seven to two here. Tough loss, man. And I'll go into a big reason why we lost this game uh, and why they blew us out like this. So Jeff McNeil went. He only went one for three, but had two RBIs, which no one hit in this game. He had a big hit. I think it was a double, I believe. Um, and if you guys watch the game, you guys already know who the dot is. Jacob Barnes was fucking horrendous, dude. One inning, three hits, four earned runs, one walk. Disaster. The fact that this dude's still on the team just baffles my mind. Um, so then next game, we actually won. But we only won two to one. And I'm going to get into this issue once I kind of recap the series. Um, Marcus Stroman was easily the stud, though. Marcus Stroman was phenomenal. He's the only times he's given up runs in a start, he's given up one run. He's been absolutely dominant. I'm actually going to have a Shea What episode coming out about kind of him and who we should extend, stuff like that. So look forward to that. I'll try to get out, try to get it out by the end of the month. Maybe I can, you know, reach for that. I'm, maybe not that. I'm going to try getting, you know, nice with the editing and whatnot. You know, I'm also pretty busy too, so I got other stuff besides the channel. But I'm gonna try to, you know, not just do live streams, not just do, you know, podcasts and talking. I'm gonna try to do, you know, longer form videos like that. But getting back to this, Marcus Stroman was absolutely phenomenal. He was dealing, man, and man, he played his position, not throwing, but fielding phenomenally. Throwing, obviously, made that insane play. And then some people were complaining that he thought they were he was taunting for pointing to the gold glove because he obviously won a gold glove. I think he's going to win the gold glove this year. That was my preseason prediction, and it's looking pretty good. Um, he's just a freak athlete, man. He's like a guy his size. You know, he doesn't throw so hard, but he's fast, man. You know, you see him. He takes that. he When I hear him, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, man. Um, when I hear his interviews and whatnot, he tones in. He's like, I spend more time honing in on my body than my actual pitching. And, you know, it's not saying he doesn't practice pitching or whatnot, but, you know, Dud, Dom Smith, Dom Smith put up zeros, was not good. Um, and, you know, some of the other guys who played better than men on set, some defensive value. Uh, so Colorado series, my stud was Marcus Stroman just for that one start. I thought about giving it to Jacob DeGrom, but, you know, even though they were under in runs, he still gave up the runs. Um, so I think Mark Stroman gets a slight edge. Was he striking everyone out? No. Uh, but. Uh, hang on, just getting a message from Ben real quick about because if you guys are um, missing, give me one sec, guys. Yeah, so just got an update from Ben. Ben will be, I'm sorry, I totally cut myself off. Ben will still be doing the Instagram, just won't be part of the videos. Rewind if you guys missed a bit um, with Ben. So, Marcus Stroman. I give him slight edge over Jacob DeGrom. You know, for series studs, usually give it to position player because they're going to, you know, play every day. But not with this offense currently. And Todd Dom Smith did not have a good series whatsoever. Just didn't do much, and he's not giving you value defensively. So this series, we played well. I don't. I didn't expect the sweep. I expected to win the series like this. But I, it's not a good sign looking like this. We need to score more runs. Am I worried? Am I saying this team sucks? No. I'm saying this team needs to wake up, and it's not only their fault. The start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. That's that nonsense. It sucks, man. You know, it's constantly start, stop, start, stop. You know, rain delays, snow delays, COVID delays. 
you know, this team next homestand needs to get into a good rhythm and hit with runners in scoring position. This team gets hits, but does not drive guys in. And this has been going on since last year, which makes you think this might be a Luis Rojas issue. And that's very good take. If if you mention that, I'm not disagreeing with you whatsoever. Uh, the pitching was phenomenal, though, except, especially in cores, except for the one kind of dud of a game, but Jacob Barnes was terrible. Um, you know, Marcus Stroman and Jacob DeGrom just did what they do. They they were just phenomenal, man. All right, let's get into last night's game because, oh boy, was it ugly. Um, Hayden, what's going on, man? Uh, last night's game was ugly. We lost one to three. This offense was a fucking disaster last night. We couldn't get hits off Jake Arietta. We only got him from this clown walking us. Jake Arietta is not good anymore. We we've played him in Philly the past couple of years. He's been a disaster. This game, I I watched it live uh, last night on uh, big on uh, Met fans only, and that was a great time. And I'm glad I did because man, the game would have been boring if I didn't watch it with those guys. Shout out to everyone on that stream. Hayden, one of them, he's in the stream right now. Um, so I have two stud. I have a stud and a dud. I'm kind of cheating here. My stud is JD Davis's bat, and my dud is JD Davis's glove. I was gonna have. I had the highlight. Um, let me see if I can find it on um. MLB film room um, queued up already because, oh boy, J.D. Davis's defense was a disaster last night. This dude, I made a joke, he's like playing quarterback while he's throwing. Like, he gets the ball and takes like five steps and he talks about like, like I'm glad he's not doing the shit he was doing in 2019. I guess taking his time helps. You know, he's a good arm. But if you're taking that long, you better make a missile throw and don't one-hop it. Make a straight throw to your first baseman because you don't have time if you're waiting that freaking long, man. Disaster last night um, defensively. Now, offensively, hit us a home run. That's dope. And no one else hit last night. Francisco Lindor, I considered him putting as a dud. He was horrendous at the plate last night, rolling over the pitcher in his first at-bat, one of the wimpiest swings. And look, I'm. it's okay to criticize the guy, do not be saying that, oh, he sucks or, oh, it's over. Why do we pay this guy? Because that's ridiculous, too. You know, this offense as a whole is not playing well. But I'm going to run these J.D. Davis errors real quick because it's this is embarrassing. Um, give me one second, guys. I got it queued up on MLB Film Room. So let me just share my screen here for y'all. Um, and for all you guys here for the call in, segment that I'll be starting very shortly. So watch this. Uh, let me turn the volume down. All right, here comes the pitch. Look how long he takes. One hop. Pete can't dig it out. Let's watch it again. I mean, look how long he takes, man. What the heck? Takes forever, man. And... Again, takes so long. Look how high the throw is, too. Like, his accuracy on that is terrible, man. He did, he looked awful, man. Um, so, yeah, J.D. Davis' defense was really bad last night. Tywin Walker was not good either. Um, walked a lot of guys. I love Ty, though. He's going to have a couple rough starts. He's not our ace. You know, it's okay for him to have a couple rough starts. Now, here's the best part. We got some ejections last night. And boy, oh boy, those ejections were dope. 
and Hayden says it here, um, should not be patting the ball. Exactly. And if you want to pat it and do all that shit, don't take a million years to do it. Don't make and make an actual accurate throw. Um, he talked about, you know, the cold weather. If you watch his presser, getting, you know, a good grip on the ball. Um, yes, I understand that, but like, how do you expect this guy to make some barehanded plays or whatnot? JD Davis, like, he's not a third base starting third baseman. He's a DH or a first baseman. And I don't know how much longer he has on this team. And I, I hate saying that because I like this guy. You know, not only, you know, him and Dom with the cookie club, but I like the guy's bat a lot, man. Good right-handed bat, but where are you going to put him? Because unless Dom automatically becomes some gold-glove left fielder and Nimmo becomes some gold-glove center fielder, J.D. Davis, I don't think he can be your DH. And boy, oh boy, he cannot be your left fielder either. So I I don't, you know, I think the Mets will end up trading him next offseason just because he's not an Alderson guy. Now, I hate when teams trade guys because they're not their regime's guys. I, I, if It's a good player. It's a good player. But... We had some ejections last night. Talon Walker got ejected while he's getting taken out. Letting the ump know this ump fucking sucked, man. He was terrible. Now, I got a funny clip for y'all. Uh, me and the guys over on Met Fans Only's uh, YouTube channel, we, right here, we watched, uh, this is, uh, sorry, Luis Rojas's ejection. Uh, Luis Rojas actually got ejected, and I'll talk more about him in the next segment, but just, just watch. Yeah, he got pulled. Wow. He's the worst player. What a job, buddy. Wow. What a job. Great job, buddy. And at the end. React. Hand for Louie. Uh, wow, he got tossed. This is legit sad, man. When the thing we're celebrating, we're not we're not winning, we're not scoring. Is our shitty manager getting tossed because hey man, and I'm gonna move to the next segment. My assessment for Luis Rojas. He finally stood up for his guys, man. Hayden, if you guys watch Hayden's channel, you know, stuff like that, he's constantly reiterating this. Stand up for your guys. That's your job as a manager. Get in the uh, umpire's face. He finally did it, man. He got his ass tossed. That was great to see from him. Shout out to my man, Luis Frojas, for that. Is he? Did he manage a good game last night? I'm No. Yeah, last night, managing was terrible, man. Having Gaselman go only, only for one batter, just go to Jacob Barnes for two innings. I mean, I mean, Jacob Barnes was okay last night, but it's Jacob Barnes. What do you expect? And I guess studs, other studs I can mention from that game. Uh, Trevor May had a really good outing too. So shout out to him for that. Um, but the only thing I can really think of is Jaden Davis's bat was great and his glove was terrible. Um, so Luis Rojas finally got tossed. Let's good to see from there. But get in the chat real quick. Uh, Hayden says should not be. Uh, I mentioned that before. Elias wants that dub. Yes, sir. All right. I'm going to go to kind of a unique topic now. We've never really talked about this on the channel. I'm going to be talking about MLB The Show. Now, I don't play MLB The Show. I'm not, MLB the show. I'm not a video games guy. I've never really been one. You know, I do music when I don't do baseball. That's Baseball is kind of my side thing for music, you know, my form of entertainment. So, the ratings came out and, you know, I love seeing guys, you know, especially in Madden with football guys react to their ratings. I always like seeing guys, you know, baseball guys react to their ratings and MLB actually had some guys, you know, go over the ratings. So they have the top 10 hitters right here and the top 10 pitchers. So let's get into it. Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, two best hitters. And then you got Nolan Arenado. Now I'm cool with Nolan Arenado being here because of his defense, but his batting is that his hitting's not, you know, to level those other guys. I'm a big Nolan Arenado guy. That's a little high for me, especially some guys down here like Ronald Acuna, Manny Machado, um, for uh, 
Christian Yelich, Juan Soto below him. I think Nolan Arrow is top 10 third baseman. I think he's the best third baseman in baseball personally. But third best at 90, 98 rating, a little rich. I'd maybe have him at a 90, uh, 95, especially tied with Mookie Betts. You know, I don't think he's close to what Mookie Betts is. Now, I think Nolan Arenado is a phenomenal player. Don't get me wrong. He's proven everyone wrong about the whole course field thing. And um, Armand, I really appreciate it, bro. Appreciate that. Um, so, yeah. Then we have Aaron Judge. Now, you guys probably expect me to rip this and say, oh, well, you hate Aaron Judge. You think he stinks. No, I don't think he stinks. I think Aaron Judge is awesome when he's on the field. The issue is he's never on the field. But these games typically don't that the injury proneness, that's a word, does not really affect whether or not you're going to be, you know, a better player or not in this game. In real baseball, your best ability is your availability. In MLB The Show, I don't know if there are injuries or whatnot, so I really don't hate this. You know, there are some guys below. Now, Aaron Judge is still too high because Juan Soto's better. Freddie Freeman, Ron Lacuna, I would have those guys higher, and we'll get to those guys in a bit. Then we have Christian Yelich. I'm cool with him being a 96 just because his fielding's really bad. Um, I don't know if it's really bad. I know it's not good, um, but he's one of the best hitters in baseball easily. Fernando Tatis. Now, here's the issue I have. You know, I mentioned, oh, well, you know, Aaron Judge, excuse me, Aaron Judge doesn't play a lot, but Fernando Tatis hasn't proven that he can play a full year yet. You know, Aaron Judge did that stellar rookie year playing a full year. Fernando Tatis, he's not the best shortstop in baseball. You know, um, no, Ben did not take a sick day. I don't know if you missed the beginning, man. Um, Ben, unfortunately, is not doing the videos anymore. He'll still be part of the Instagram, probably comment a bit, uh, to rewind to the beginning of the video because I'll, I'm talking about it a bit more, but Ben's no longer part of the videos, but Ben's still part of the big out baseball banter family. Yeah. Once you're here, you stay. That's how it works, man. But getting back to this, man, uh, a little too high for me. I would have Lindor over him. I'd have Trevor Story over him. Have Trey Turner over him, maybe even Corey Seager over him. Um, if I'm being honest, you know, I, you know, I probably sound like Fernando Tatis hater. Fernando Tatis is awesome. And, you know, I, I understand boosting his status, you know, his rating from a marketing perspective. He's a cover athlete, you know. Um, so I understand that, but a little high for me. Juan Soto, way too low. This dude should be like a 98. He's so good, man. Manny Machado, 95. I think is a perfect rating. Maybe a little high, but Manny Machado is awesome, man. One of the best gloves in the league. One of the best arms in the league. Oh, boy, it's good. Freddie Freeman and then Ronald Lacuna at 95 to 94. Um, I'd probably switch the two. And now Ronald Lacuna this year, the straight, you know, he just went down with injury, which sucks. But uh, Ronald Lacuna, maybe you put him over Freddie Freeman for the defensive value. But Freddie Freeman, I think, is a slightly better hitter. Although uh, Ronald Lacuna this year has been cutting down on the strikeouts, which has really been kind of his Achilles heel in the past. Let me adjust myself here. Um, so I forgot to go over the ratings. So I, I just went over the ranking. So Mike Trout's at a 99. Makes sense. Mookie Betts, 98. Nolan Aaron, 98. Aaron Judge, 97. Christian Yelich, 96. Fernando Tatis, 95. Juan Soto, 95. Manny Machado, 95. Freddie Freeman, 95. And Ron Lacuna Jr. at 94. Moving into the pitchers now. Uh, we have Jacob DeGrom coming in. And... Uh, Rob Manfred said, "Dad equals Degrom." Yes, sir, because Degrom's the goat, man. Ninety-nine, Jacob Degrom, awesome. Shane Bieber at ninety-five. Um, I'd put Garrett Cole over him still. He'd probably be my number three. But coming off the year he had now, I believe most of the ratings are based on the year before. You know, the game update, you know, new game every year, all that. So that totally makes sense. Clayton Kershaw is way too high though. Number five. 
you know, Clayton Kershaw is still great. I don't think he's washed or whatnot. Is not better than Garrett Cole. Um, and if you're, you know, talking about last year, Trevor Bauer is too low. Uh, he should not be below. But Garrett Cole, 94. Max Scherzer, 90, 90, or Garrett Cole comes in at fourth at 94. I'd probably either have him at two or three. And this is not just, you know, best starting pitcher. It's best starting pitcher last year. Kind of a mix of all sorts of stuff. I don't know how the entire formula goes through. If any of you guys know, let me know if you guys play this game or whatnot. I'm just curious about, you know, the ratings and whatnot. Uh, Trevor Bauer, or no, sorry, Max Scherzer coming in at a 94 at fifth. Good spot for him. Trevor Bauer at 93. I think that's a fair spot just because Shane Bieber's never really been bad in the past. Trevor Bauer has. Um, you know, you probably expect me to shit on him because the whole thing he did with the Mets with the whole trolling and the merch and all that shit. Um, but I think that's a fair rating, rating for him. Chris Sale at 93. Yes, he's been hurting a lot. And I don't think, I don't know if he'll come back to true form. But I mean, that sounds about right. Like last time he was pitching wasn't great, but he was also hurt a lot too. Um, Liam Hendricks, so reliever at 93. Love seeing the relievers get some love. Cool with that. Aaron Nola at a 92. I'm also a little bit, I don't know if I would have him that high, but if you think about who's better than him, there really aren't too many other options. Maybe Lucas Giolito, but he's not off to a great start either. And then Steven Strasburg at 91. Now, I'm a Mets fan. I hate the Nationals. I love Steven Strasburg, though. He's so fun to watch. Such a great story, man, coming from some fat kid who didn't even get drafted in high school. Um, back when they were like 50 rounds, they're going from the number one overall pick. He's so fun to watch pitch, man. Watch him in the World Series. Um, and it just sucks to see, you know, all the injuries. But clearly injuries, you know, with with Judge, with, you know, all of them, uh, you know, those guys, you know, not really getting any points taken off for injuries. You kind of have to have the same consistency with, with Strasburg. So, yeah. So that was the um, that was my opening monologue for the week. I'm probably going to keep the shows around an hour, kind of go half hour, half hour with the call-ins. Depending on how many calls, I'm going to get to all you guys because I love talking with you guys. But link is now in the chat. I'm going to pin it real quick for you guys. Um, please call in. I uh, also have the chat ready to go for you guys. Um, go ham there. No mods. Trollers, welcome, man. <laughs> oh, no. I said that on the last um, uh, Met Fans Only stream I was on, or one of the last ones, and I gained like five subscribers, and... Uh, said no mods, trolls welcome, and he's got some trolls in that ch in that chat. I've gotten a few of them before, so I mean I, I'm kind of expecting some, but I think it's funny, man. Uh, so we got a caller on the line. You guys know him very well. He's been slacking though. He hasn't been on in a minute. Let's talk with Hayden. What's going oh, on? Oh, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Yo, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm excited to watch my Mets play today. Yes, sir. Um, 13 minutes. Yep. Yeah. 13 minutes. I know you, sh you, uh, you showed the stream and I wasn't too, I was pretty uh, excited with the Rojas ejection overall, but, uh, it was great, man. We were also synchronized too. We all got excited at the same time. It was just perfect. Yeah, we, we we're going to do like a Google drive something and like save our best moments when we're streaming okay. from the year and make like a big ass video at the end of the year. I, I want to do something like that. That would be, that would be awesome, man. But yeah. so what are your thoughts? How do you think Rojas managed last night's game? Well, uh, listen, I mean, I, I say this a lot. I use this expression. You know, whenever a player gets thrown out of the game, the manager goes with him. It's kind of like, you know, the expression, you know, uh, with the Titanic or, you know, a, you captain know, goes down with the ship. Titanic sank. Captain John Smith went down with the boat. Whenever a ship sinks, yep. the captain goes down with it. It's the same metaphor for this. You know, if a player gets thrown out, 
the manager goes with that player. I mean, I could speak as a high school athlete. You know, if I get thrown out of my game, I would like to know that my manager or my skipper or who, whoever, whoever's, you know, running the ball club has my back and will come out of that dugout. And even my teammates too. I mean, you know, but have you ever been tossed from a game? I have not. <laughs> yeah, let's um, try. Let's get that. Let's get it on video too. Uh, I'm not really very sucks. No, I'm very competitive, and I mean, high school ball is different. If you argue, you can <laughs> yeah. like spend it for a couple. Spend it exactly. Yeah, it's not like MLB where it's like, oh, it's cool. You know, the school will get involved. You don't want that, but yeah, Rojas. Yeah, I'm starting. Yeah, but Rojas, I'm starting to be lenient with him. Um, last night, though, those bullpen moves really played off. Our bullpen starting to look good. Jacob Barnes is much of a disappointment because Elman looked not horrific. These guys got us out of jams. I'm just hoping, you know, <clears throat> this hitting really needs to kick in. <clears throat> yep. um, you know, we look at the hitting. Hitting is so important. Horrendous it, it, recently. You know, it, it, it's, it's like having two quarters, you know, one quarter is the pitching, the other quarter is the hitting. And, I mean, our pitching is the fourth best in Major League Baseball. Yeah. And if we had our hitting, we could easily, you know, if Lindor could be this home run hitter, Alonzo could be a slugger. Lindor, you know, McNeil could have a 290 batting average. Nimmo could be a 400 batting average guy. These guys could do what they need to 400 do. 400 batting? Whoa. Maybe on base percentage. I don't know. Nimmo? Batting average. Well, yeah. Nimmo? Yeah. Right. Listen, go after 10. I mean, right now, hey, let's be optimistic, man. Oh, yeah, I'm Whoa. talking right now. I mean, during the end of the season, he'll probably finish 280, 290. But listen, right. that's, that's great for him, a, a player his style, you know, that. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah. I mean, if this team could hit, I mean, that's really all they need to do. And I think it's more, we're, we're seeing a conjunction of so much stuff. You know, last year, you know, the bats were there to an extent, but the starting pitching was bad. And then 2019, the bullpen was bad. So, like, each year, we're, you know, the old problems are getting fixed, but then new problems are rising. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, with this whole runners and scoring position, it's really mind boggling because everyone said, Oh, but you know, 2020, you know, Chili Davis wasn't in the dugout. <clears throat> and then we didn't have um, the instant, we didn't have the iPad have for the, the replay. Right. Yeah, so, I was also going to mention that. I know that helped, I, uh, that, helped, that helped guys like JD Martinez out. So now that we have Chili Davis in presence, and oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so as long as now that we have JD Martinez in presence and the video review play, what's, what's their excuse? What's the excuse? I, they they have one valid excuse, and this needs to be corrected. There's been no stability within playing. It's rain de game, rain delay, game, COVID delay, snow delay. I think, well, like I said earlier in the show, this game need this team once they get back on a big home stand. Oh, I thought he was talking to me. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I thought, uh, I thought, I thought he, he definitely is. Jose's an Angels fan. Um, but oh. uh, which Jose's on the line. You guys know him very well. He'll be up next. But um, I thought that was my Miami Heat hat from here because I know you're from Florida. Nah. But no angels hat. Ah, dope, man. Um, but like I was saying, I think I wasn't crazy about only having Kasselman going for one batter because he's more of a length guy. Now he probably would have gotten shelled after that. But this team needs to get back home once they got another good home stand and need to actually hit. You know, once they finally get their stability back. You know, once no more, you know, no traveling, none of that. Need to hit with runners in scoring position, and now they're they're struggling to get hits now off these bad starting pitchers in Colorado, even man. And like, I'm not panicking. I'm just talking about the current problems and what needs to be fixed. The only worry thing is that this was the issue last year, and That's other true. than Lindor, this is a very similar lineup because it's a great lineup. I mean, it should be a it similar is. lineup. And um, yeah. Depth is absolutely important, and I think Rojas is starting to leave the lineup the same. And I'm very ambitious going in. I, I really think um, 
you know, DeGrom wants to start that home opener. That, that That's rational. That makes sense. He, he wants yep. to play in front of the fans. I accept that. Um, and I think it'll be better to start off against the Nationals. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the series against the Cubs, I mean, they really got to take the W tonight, split the series, take the W tomorrow, because, you know, you cannot go back home with this. Just, just the mentality and the fact that the Cubs are supposed to be the worst offensive team. Yeah. I mean, well, we're certainly playing like it. I mean, the fact that, you know, I mean, our, our pitching gets to them, but then we have this, the few guys like Eric Sogard who somehow try to be the Mets killer, Gene Segura, Alec Bohm, uh, you know, the new yeah. Chase Utley's, I could say. Um, exactly. But but overall, I'm not concerned. I just think everyone has this mentality. 60 games, 60 games, 60 games. Exactly. You know, if it was 60 games or if it was August 31st right now, it's okay I, to I'd, panic. I'd be yeah. panicking. But we have 150 more games left to play. If this goes on for another month, then we could start to get a little worried, talk about firings, movements, uh, you know, be negative another month. But I think for now, it, it, you know, all teams start off bad. Look at the Yankees yep. right now. Do you really think DJ LeMay, who's yeah, not going to be able to hit with runners in scoring position? Labor Torres, dear God, man. Uh, they're, they're all struggling. I mean, yep. look, look at so many teams I reviewed highly. The the, the Blue Jays, I mean, they're, they're, their offense is nice. But so far, I mean, they're under 500. Yep. It's so it's too early. And here's the thing about the Mets. Like, we're the, here's the great thing why I'm so excited for the the you know latter part of the season we're you know we're panicking we're not panicking we're being so negative right now about right. this team and we're in first place and we're above 500 imagine when our team gets healthy and when we actually start to hit this is going to be a lethal team man I, and, I with, so. and we need to take advantage of this year because the braves have got a million injuries the nationals are playing like shit the phillies are the phillies so we need to take it i'm i, I want to win the division this year man and I think it's possible at this point with how many injuries the Braves have gotten, how poorly they've been playing, and with how good Marcus Stroman's been. Like, he's a big X factor for this team. If you get that solid two, three starter, like, that's phenomenal, man. Right. I was going to say DeGrom and Stroman, they're one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball right now. And I think if we get a third one to kind of split split the margin of, you know. We have the third one. We Carrasco. Right. Exactly. It's like we're getting an addition from where it's like we're trading for a player for nothing and obviously it might take a little time you know not playing you know gotten hurt especially last year being a 60 game schedule you know you haven't played much recently but i'm not too worried about that and hey man lugo's coming back that's some good you know length from the bullpen you know lugo is a key piece to this team man so i'm so excited for him to come back but hayden man really appreciate you coming uh we'll probably watch the game together later um let's go mess tonight you got score prediction uh, we got Peterson on the bump. I mean, the Phillies have been uh, striking out machines. So hopefully Peterson can get another double-digit strikeout night. That'd be nice, but probably not realistic. I'm going to go – it's going to be a close game, I'll say that. I think it's going to be 5-3. I think the Mets bats are going to – That's gonna, my – I, I was going to say 5-3 Mets. The beginning of the game is going to start off close. Both teams are going to struggle towards the end of the game. I think the Phillies are going to get the uh, – the Cubs are going to get the lead. Mets are going to come out there. Uh, and I think one of the bullpen relievers will get the W. Yeah. And I, I know we were talking about injuries before the part. Uh, I actually uploaded a video today on Mets. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't checked it out. I'll be busy. I'll watch it after the stream. Yeah, please, everyone. Everyone, check go check out Hayden's video. Mets talk with Hayden. Hayden, appreciate you calling in, man. Good to talk to you as always. Have a good night. Hey, shout out to Hayden, guys. Uh, calling in, man. Hayden always bringing the fire. Let's get back to this chat before we get our next caller on the line. Thoughts on tonight's lineup? I like tonight's lineup, man. You know, 
it sucks seeing not Nimmo not playing, but guys need rest days. You know, I'm not mad about, oh, you have to play Nimmo every day. You know, you don't want him getting hurt. He's had some injuries in the past. Um, you know, and McNeil's kind of our backup leadoff guy in a way. He gets on base a different way. He doesn't walk a bunch, especially this year. He hasn't really been getting on base too much. You know, it's below batting average. He's a hits guy, and it's going to be interesting for him. Darren, what's going on, man? Good to see you back here in the stream, my man. All right, so I'm going to get some water first because this this caller, he brings the fire, man. Hang on one sec. And how's his team doing right now? And also, guys, like I mentioned, like we're going to be doing more, um, you know, kind of just Mets content with Ben not doing the videos anymore. But um, I'm totally open to have literally all fans of, you know, everybody. And I might even start talking football, you know, diff not this show, like maybe on the same channel, just a different show and whatnot, you know. Uh, so totally open to all fans. We got an Angels fan in the line and his team just lost to the Texas Rangers. Jose, how you doing, man? Well, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. But I'm right. I'm coming in hot. First Tough loss, eh? First out. Fuck them. The Minnesota Twins. <laughs> for getting COVID. This past weekend. Just because I had Simmons. Is that's, bro, that's your, former, right. that's your former player, man. You got to love him. Fuck him, too. <laughs> For, for not getting the vaccine. Oh, that's controversial, that's, my man. That's the reason the twins got. He's he's the reason the the twins got COVID. Oh, really? I didn't know so, that, man. Were, so, were you guys gonna play the twins? And then yeah, the, we played one one game on Friday, and then they can't go. They got COVID, and the rest of the weekend games were canceled. So for that reason, fuck, fuck Simmons and everything. He's done fire right now, man. Let's go. Also, so. also, what I'm saying, fuck, <laughs> fuck Joe Madden for not. Knowing how to, how to how to fucking ro rotate a bullpen, yep. you don't you don't bring a god <laughs> you don't bring a relief a reliever with the guy at any time, man. With the guy already on first base. Yep. Now, now I don't know. Like, I, you know, I'm not watching the Angels game, but oh, I totally understand. Uh, like, like this is a great thing about this show. MLB therapy. If your team sucks, call in and just vent. It's perfect. And Jose's team just lost to the Texas Rangers, the same team that got no hit a few weeks ago. The team that's like, you know, really bad. Um, so seven oh, to four. <laughs> Darren says Jose is so bad at the moment. First, let's talk Jets radio. Now he's a now he's his baseball team. Do hey, Jose you, knows how to rant, man. Do you remember what what the Cubs did against the Indians? Game seven. Yeah. Joe Maddon made the same fucking mistake. Oh, and when Chapman gave up the homer. Yes. To Rajay Davis, yep. 
Yeah, because he brought him, brought him in with the runners on base. Yep. Something you don't do as a fucking manager. Even I know that. Yep. Oh, yeah, I needed to get that off my chest. Love and to hear it, man. And you say trolls are invited, you would know. You troll my videos <laughs> in the comments. Yes, sir. Of course. I like you Why know. You What's troll? boy? It's funny, man. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying uh, to do this and whatnot. He's bought therapy with Elias and I would say uh, I watched that. Yes. Hopefully I don't hopefully, hopefully we don't need to go to baseball therapy. Hopefully oh, our teams are actually good this year. Hopefully young young kids aren't watching this. <laughs> like little kids. I, I don't think so. I know my nephew can hear me. He's eight. <laughs> oh, no. But he's used to me. He's used to me cursing. That's <laughs> great, man. Elias. What's up, man? What is what? I can't escape the Titanic. First jet. First the guys. Oh are left my god! Because we mentioned it. Yes. Yep. What the fuck is it? With <laughs> Blame Hayden, not me, man. He made the comment. What the fuck is it with you guys? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what the if if you guys don't know what Jose's talking about. Uh, Let's talk Jets Radio, popular uh, Jets <laughs> channel. I happen to be the music director. You know, not trying to fuss and whatnot. Uh, they have like, not, Titanic not, jokes. I don't know what the, what it's from. I guess I, I missed that joke, but I guess I think they're gonna do a live stream watching the Titanic or whatnot. <laughs> but um, I'll ask them what the it, what the joke's all about. It's because Prime Prime Time has said he has never watched the movie Titanic. Oh yeah, I've seen it before. I've seen it once. Everyone has seen it. Yep. That's yeah, primetime. What the hell? Primetime also he's supposed to he he said he wanted to come on the show sometime. Hey, primetime, yeah. what's going on, man? He said someday. Yeah, someday. No, it's all good. I, I let Tyson know, you know, that the, the Yankees suck on the show. You oh, do this guy next time you call him, tell him about the Yankees. Do me a favor, do that, man. I already have the shotgun on th- on Thursday. Oh, Lindor home run? I don't have the game on right now. Let's go. Nice. Francisco Lindor's first home run of his Met career. Thank you, Armand. Uh, let me know if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, my man. Everyone gets always gets my name wrong. So I I know people, you know, who don't. Lindor. I, I'll I I'm gonna probably get the game on soon. I'm you know focused just, on the on the stream right now, but that's good to hear. Jack Francisco Lindor, my man. Just turn just, it on. Yeah. No, but uh, I need I'm focusing on the conversation. All right, I'll I'll get it. Let me run and turn on. Let's go. I'm saying it correct. Yeah, for months I was calling you Elias and not Elias. Yeah, it's all right. Everyone does it, man. And I'm so bad at like telling people to correct it because like I'm so used to it that I don't even bother anymore. But like, well, well, I've had people mispronounce my name. It's like, what the fuck? It's a common name. If you're around Mexicans or well, Jose, what do they say? It's Jose. Jose. No, it's Jose. Yes. Or some 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 person that asked, do you spell it with an H? I looked at them. <laughs> oh my god. I, so I, <laughs> I, 
<laughs> Spell with an ah. H, man. I gave them the most sideways look. <laughs> That's but... funny, too, because I, I used to speak Spanish when I was younger. I, I knew a bit of Spanish when I was I got oh. some family from uh, Colombia. I went to Colombia a couple summers ago. So I God bless to... you. Thanks, man. You too, bro. Yeah. Well, my Spanish is awful, man. But at least I know not to pronounce your name, Jose. But Jose, really appreciate you calling in, man. Jose, appreciate you calling in. All right. Thank you for the rants, for all that, man. Please call in again next time. Good talking to you, buddy. Of course. It's why you have me. Yes, sir. All right. Baseball therapy with uh, Elias and Jose. Good talking to you, man. Have a good night. You too, man. All right. Fire stuff from Jose, as always. We actually got a first-time caller now. Uh, this guy, he's from Australia, I believe, which is sick that people from Australia know our show. Uh, and he t- I actually taught last stream, I taught him about baseball, um, how it works. But Darren, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, mate. What's happening? How you doing? That uh, that Jose bloke, he's quite <laughs> angry, isn't he? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, know, just busting your chops. Coach Jose. making some, you know, some bad decisions, and he he's letting uh, us know about it, man. We got a stream coming up on the weekend. Oh, for the oh, I saw that. It's that the with the Browns fan, right? <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to. We were supposed to do it last weekend, but just the time, the time zones and everything just oh, it's threw crazy, us completely man. out. Yeah, so yeah, um, I've worked it out now. So I got to get up at. I think it's like five thirty in the morning to make it oh, for Jesus, man. That's yeah, that's de- all right. That, that's nice, of you man. That's some dedication. I usually get up. I get up early anyway, man. I'm old. Oh yeah, I'm the, I'm the opposite. <laughs> I cannot get up early, man. Yeah, but, no, um, I'm old and I've got young children, so I'm awake oh, like right that time anyway. I'll definitely so, tune into that stream for sure. So yeah, I don't know what we're talking about. I think we're talking just random draft crap for the Browns and the nice. Seahawks, and I don't who, know who do we'll you want in the draft. As long who as you... as long as Jose doesn't uh, doesn't attack me. Well, Seahawks he seems don't quite have angry the last here. few they, days. They gave the Jets all, well, the, all their picks. Well, he was angry on your show, and then yesterday <laughs> on um, Let's Talk Jets Radio, he was he was on there busting <laughs> busting Tyson and uh, Primetime's balls and yep. and Tyrone's balls. So maybe he'll be screaming at me. Yeah. while I didn't finish that episode. I got I got to finish. I'll, I'll listen to Jose's call. Uh, it's so always funny, man. Um, who do I want for the draft? Um, I don't know, man. The Browns are sort of in a They're position a great where. Team. It doesn't really matter. Take the best player available, right? Exactly. Yeah, I think I think what they'll be doing is drafting for the future. So they'll just be yep. looking for depth players, really. Yeah. Um, I don't think they don't need a starter. They don't need anybody who needs to play. So, like you maybe use like um, another linebacker or something. But other than that, yeah, yeah depth guys. Yeah, whatnot. true. We we could if there was one available at twenty six. That's going to be like a stud. But, but I just don't think we're going to get anybody yeah, that there. low. It's all going to depend, as you know. It's all going to depend on how many quarterbacks get taken. Exactly. Yep. I mean, this, uh, this, what is it? Epilepsy news about Justin Fields that came out. Oh, what's what's the news? Oh, oh that Justin Fields has epilepsy. Oh, really? Yeah. That's crazy. So man. that probably sort of lends the lends itself to why why he was slipping. That might be, yeah, teams probably know something we don't. I mean, I'm just guessing, obviously. I don't know that for a fact, but you would think that the NFL teams would have known about uh, Now, yeah. let me be clear when I say this. I have no idea what his epilepsy is like and I mean, yeah, whether it affects his play or not. It obviously doesn't because he's very, very good. He's phenomenal. Um, yeah. But maybe that's why, why he's been – because I've been like 
I've listened to a like obviously I listen to a lot of NFL s- stuff. Yeah. Um, here in Australia, lots of different radios, lots of different opinions, and I just could not understand why he was why he was falling. And then like the Dan Olofsky stuff came out about him, his work ethic and all that, and I was yeah, like, I okay, that's that. just that's just draft nonsense. Like. Whatever. It's typical stuff. If, if it, you're gonna hear, you know, complaint yeah. people, you know, making random stuff. They get they're you know, you're spend so long trying to come up with new reasons whether to draft a guy or not. So you have to start making up stuff because after a while, once you do 30 mock drafts, there's not much more to say. Right. I mean, there's no there's no more pro days, there's no more, you know, well tape I'll on, like tape on. Yeah, so I'll like hear something, you know, like I'll hear someone say someone about some something about someone and I'll go on. I'll just go and do like a five minute Google search. And I'll, yep. so, for example, people were like, oh, he left Georgia because he couldn't get the starting position from Jake Fromm and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, is that really the truth? So I went and Googled it and was like, no, he didn't leave Georgia because of that. You know, because people were saying, oh, that lends to his work ethic. He didn't want to yep. compete with Jake Fromm. So, and then I, I Googled it and I was like, okay, he left, he left Georgia for a completely different reason than the fact that he didn't want to compete with Jake yeah. Fromm. Yeah. Now I'm not going to go into it because you, people can find out what that reason exactly. was if they they do some research. But it took me here in Australia five minutes yeah. to do a bit of research and go, oh, okay, maybe that's why he left Georgia. Then not not that. So I don't know, man. I just think that there's so much conjecture, and it'd be worse for you guys in America because you'd just be getting bombarded with it, right? I don't yeah. get it unless I unless I seek it out, like unless I go and seek out. Um, you know, the news, like unless I watch Colin Cowherd or First Take, which I don't watch. Terrible. Right? Yeah, I used to watch it. Yeah. So ago. I'm I mainly listen to um Cleveland Browns Daily, which is like a obviously a daily show about the Browns, but yep. there's a guy on there, Nathan Zagura, who's he talks like general NFL and he's very, very good, um, very level headed, doesn't, you know, and uh, from what I've found listening to him for the last six years, most of the stuff he says is pretty bang on, even when it comes to the Browns and their players and the draft and that. So when I listen to him and he talks about certain players and says stuff, he's he's um, he's very, very good. And he's also very big in fantasy. So he, he talks about the game from a different perspective. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like, I think um, the Jets really have an opportunity to turn the turn the franchise yeah. around. Yeah. Um, but in the, on the flip side of that, and I'm not saying this is I don't want to be negative because I know if yeah, if, Ty, if Tyson if Tyson watches, <laughs> he'll he'll try and shoot me. Um, <laughs> just like the Browns, I think, or any team really, it's not just the Jets. Um, being a general manager and your job is being tied to the success or failure of your draft of, yep. of kids that you've never spent any, you know, any time with like long-term time with, you don't know them as a person. So you're basically um, picking somebody on other people's information. Yeah. So it's an incredibly difficult job, incredibly difficult thing to get right. I mean, you look at what did they, what did the stats sh- show the other day? I think Baker Mayfield is the only quarterback drafted in the top, was it the top five? The only quarterback drafted in the top five of the draft since two thousand and something like two thousand and eleven. That's still with his team. Yeah. So it was yeah, before. Some, 
you know, before yeah. 29. Well, because it was all the 2016 guys. I think it's the first overall quarterback because Stafford yeah. was 2009. He got traded. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. what other quarterback? Yeah, I think it was, was from 2011. Goff went to Detroit. He was 2016. Yeah. Wentz is uh, gone. Luck retired. Yeah. Um, RG3's. Yeah. Yeah, the, I think it's first and second overall picks. Trubisky. Yeah. He got uh he uh, yeah. went to the Bills. So yeah, I mean I'm not either people, way, either people way it to, shows you. Yeah, it's not always the best quarterback who's gonna be the best in the NFL. But like No, it just like, shows you how difficult it is oh, to, to yeah. get it right. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it's it's you know, you go back and see like, you know, all these guys like Mel Kuyper and whatnot, what they said about all these guys coming out and how awful they've been. And I mean like you know, they're a great prospect. Doesn't mean they're going to be a great player. But, I mean, I'm just so looking forward to this draft. Like you said, it's a great opportunity to the Jets turn it around, get a legit franchise think, quarterback and surround him with talent. I think what I've noticed is that because the GM's job is tied to the draft, right, usually, yep. and player acquisitions, that there's just no appetite to allow these guys to get better and develop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then you also get obviously the 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 times where people will just second guess them or try and be the smartest guy in the room. Like I don't know if you read the article a few years ago about why the Bears drafted Trubisky. No, I, I didn't know. So in, in essence, it was like um, I think his name's Pace Brian Pace, the Pace, general yeah. manager. General yeah, they they were impressed that he they had like a a dinner before the before the draft where they met with Trubisky and they met him at a restaurant and he drove like, apparently he drove like this beat, beat up car yeah. to the, to the I restaurant. And about that. Yeah. He was very, and so Pace was um, impressed by the fact that a kid who came from so-called privilege in inverted commas was comfortable enough to drive a beat up car and wasn't worried about it. And it's like, if that's why you're selecting a quarterback because he drove a beat up car and it's <laughs> humble, you're a moron and you shouldn't be in the job. Yeah. I mean, look how especially when you, especially when you had a guy called, uh, I don't know, Deshaun Watson in the same draft. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Who, who had just won the national championships. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Patrick Mahomes obviously well, yeah, had a, a super raw guy like we did not expect. Yeah, but so, so going now. back to just speak, it's funny you brought up Patrick Mahomes, but like when I was talking about Nathan Zagura, like back in that draft, the Browns were in the market for a quarterback, but they just so happened to draft or just to have miles garrett was in that draft right yeah so he he went number one but um they were still in the market for a quarterback and they had a set they had another pick in the first round i think it was i think it was pick 14 did you guys in the yeah, second you guys got, um, in the first round Drew Brill Peppers, I think we, right? we, uh was it that draft or was it the draft before safety yeah trade him to the giants for uh beckham I'm no no no, no that, that was yeah anyway we had we basically had another pick in that round. Yeah, 2017, 25th overall. Yeah, yeah. So um, in that draft, Zagura was like, we want Patrick Mahomes. And there was talk then that he could possibly fall. So as the draft progressed, we've drafted Miles Garrett. The draft kept going. Um, Mahomes hadn't been picked yet. And then as you're looking at the draft board, you're like, if it gets past sort of 15, He'll fall because no other team after fifteen in that particular draft needed a quarterback. Nobody thought that the Chiefs were going to draft up a trade up. That Alex Smith, they just been to the um, you know the playoffs, so 
Um, and then they traded up and got him, and it was like, damn. So back then, like Zagura, he picked, he picked um, Mahomes. Now, might have been just lucky. I'm not saying he's the greatest analyst in the world, but um, it just lends credence to his fact that he actually does know what he's talking about at hey, times. Chris but, Sims had him as his number one quarterback in that draft. Yeah, so um, the fact that the Bears took Trubisky, <laughs> I mean, even, even like um, – the Giants taking Daniel Jones. Like, oh, what are you, what are you doing, exactly. man? Huge reach. Like, I always go back to the fact that past performance is always an indicator of what's potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. So it was the Peppers right. pick. Yeah, because yeah. after they drafted Peppers, they um, they sorry after they the after they drafted Njoku, they traded back in and got Jabril. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah they traded back into the first and got Jabril. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I just think it's such a crapshoot. Um, oh, absolutely. Because this year, as, like, as, a lot of players opted out. You don't have the combine, which I don't put too much stock into that. That's more about, you know, teams looking at mechanics, looking at medicals and whatnot. You know, I don't a 40-yard dash doesn't necessarily make make or break the number one quarterback or whatnot. Oh, Justin Fields ran this 40. I'm, I don't care. Did he play as well? You know, you know the guy? thing that I – one of the things that makes me laugh when they talk about Justin Fields and – and this is really any sort of quarterback that plays in a good school, not just necessarily Justin Fields, but it just so happens to be the common thread at the moment when the, when people are arguing about Justin Fields versus um, Zach Wilson. It's like, oh, Justin Fields only throws throws to his uh, his it's first read. Yeah, yeah, that's because his first read's freaking twenty meters wide open. Yep. Why, coach, why would you? And the coach why would up to be wide open every time? Exactly. And and it's because your wide receiver is twenty times better than the person covering him. <laughs> Corner, exactly. So why would you? Why would you then go? Oh well, he's twenty meters open. I bet or twenty yards open. I better <laughs> uh, go through my progression so I look good in the draft. Exactly. Then, and, then and let's say he did that. Don't care about how good he looks for the draft. He wants to win yeah. games in college football. So the coach yeah, and thought, now, right, let's, let's, let's see. make our number one receiver the third read here so Justin looks better. Yeah, and then let's say he did that. Then the analyst would be like, oh, he's bad at decision-making. He can't make decisions quick. He's, he yeah, goes he's, from he's, the 20-yard open guy to the – wide open receiver, exactly. Yeah, he goes from the 20-yard open guy to the 10-yard open guy to the 3-yard open guy and then comes back to the 20-yard. <laughs> he can't make decisions. It's like, man, like what do you want from these kids? They're Obviously, if you're – drafted to a power five school you are a good player yep so you've you've shown some form of excellence at a young age for these schools to to uh, recruit you right yeah then you get to college and you're in the pool and then you show enough promise that the school says we're going to start you whether that be ohio state alabama michigan you know whatever they say we sh- you've shown enough promise, and you're the best quarterback we have. We're going to start you. Whether it's so, and it's also, I mean, I don't really know how it works in America with like high school recruiting and, and that sort of things. And I'm sure there's a raft of excellent quarterbacks that have been missed because their school doesn't get heavily recruited, or yeah, yeah, even or, like or, a or what, area. you know, yeah. yeah, they live in a small or whatever it is. They, they couldn't afford to go to all the quarterback camps, so they never got known yep. and, and that sort of thing. So it's always a such a challenge for these teams, wherever they draft, to to get it right. 
And I just feel like if I take my Browns um, experience into it, that there's so much weight based on the on the decision of who to draft at quarterback for the that whoever it is, it's almost unfair to them. Yeah. Unless unless they're a certain type of person. So when Baker had enough um I don't know what you want to call Confidence. it. I'm trying to think. Yeah. No, nah, there's like a we have a term here in Australia, but I don't want to say it. It's not good. No, like I'm trying to make it sound like so you will understand me because yeah. if I say the Australian term, you'd be like, what's he talking about? Um, what the hell is he talking about? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, not so much confidence, but it's even more than confidence. It's like, oh, let's call it like he had enough bulldog. Let's call it bulldog. Bulldog here. mentality, yep. No, 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 no. So like he didn't care what other people thought about him. He didn't care what the media said. He didn't yep. care what the fans said. All of that would just like bounce off him and he had enough character to put up with the shit and then enough arrogance or self-belief. I'll call it self-belief that then manifests itself to those people who are outside his inner circle. It comes across as being arrogant. Yeah. But it's that much self-belief that I'm the guy to turn the Browns around. Now, whether he has or not, that's up for argument. But I think, I think the Jets... Whoever they choose, and it's obviously Zach looking Wilson. entirely likely that it's going to be Zach Wilson. Sure hope so. He seems to have a, you know, like everybody, I've seen some negative comments about him where they, they're they saying that, um, you know, he's, he's, he's Johnny Menzel, you know, like he's, he's the next Johnny Menzel. That's just ridiculous. They say the same shit about Baker Mayfield. Exactly. So I sort of hope that if they do get, like I sort of hope for the Jets' sake that, um, Zach Wilson is a little bit like that where he, yeah. because from what I understand, like playing in New York is very difficult, the media and. Yeah. And like you're so, pretty much public. Like if, if you do something bad, the media is going to, I mean, if, if another team had a butt fumble, it wouldn't be as talked about now. If another team yeah. had their quarterback say, I'm seeing ghosts on primetime football, it wouldn't be talked about. Hell, if this which quote, is just, generational. Which, which every quarterback says they see ghosts. If you listen to any quarterback coach, you're like, oh, that's like a common thing. And if any other yeah. team had, you know, a generational talent, you know, with Trevor Lawrence uh, coming out, you know, the, there's they didn't say there's a reason they didn't say, oh, he should, you know, not go to the Jaguars because the seven Jaguars fans, like, they don't get the attention that, you know, because they don't have much of a fan base. I mean, that I see ghosts thing is such a throwaway line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just in the in the heat of battle, you know, I'm seeing ghosts, I'm having a crap, you know, I'm having a. I'm having yeah, a bad game. Sure, I'm yeah. seeing ghosts. But even I like the thing that I most worry about for like feels, not feels, sorry, or him too. But the thing that I most worry about for Zach Wilson and even Trevor Lawrence is they're going they're going into bad teams. You don't draft at the, yeah. you're not drafting at the top unless you're a bad team. And or you trade up a ton. Like if you're the 49ers, just have yeah, a bad year. Exactly. Or you, you trade or, up but a even, but but you know what? If you look at the 49ers, when Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't started for them, what have they done? Been awful. They've been awful, right? Yep. So 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 the point I'm trying to make, I guess, is that I worry for all these young kids that and it's 
it's been like this for decades. It's not something new that I've just figured out. But if they don't have the protection, they don't get the time. They're going to get sacked a lot. Yeah. Like look at Joe Burrow. Eventually they got to him, right? Yep. It's unfortunate, man. Unfortunately, they eventually got to him. They injured him. And, you know, like I remember when I was in the military, they used to say every time you have a surgery, you're like, I remember doing like all our medical courses and stuff for combat medicine and stuff. And they saying like, every time you have a surgery, you're never the same. Yeah. Like once you cut, once you cut into your muscle and tear it up with the, you're never the same. So he's now had a knee reconstruction. And I know re knee reconstructions these days, players come back often better than what they yeah. were before. But what they can't repair is that second thought in your head. Shell shock. Yep. That's, you know yeah, what I mean? Fear of getting hit. Exactly. Not the not so much the fear, but it adds another thought into your head when yep. you're when you're so when you're at the line of scrimmage, for example, Baker goes up with the number one offensive uh <laughs> goes up with a great offensive line. He's not thinking that his protection is gonna break down. Yep. So his thought process at the line of scrimmage is completely different to a guy who's going up going, well, well what if he gets not only here, I go, I step here, I roll yeah. out here. Exactly. So not only have I got to worry about all the other stuff, and now I've got to think, okay, when my left tackle lets him through or my, my right guard lets his guy through inevitably. So so it just adds another step. Even something as, sil uh, as simple as, okay, I, I drop back into my – you know, I take my three-step or my five-step drop. Before I throw this ball, I've just got to take another beat and look at. Yeah, thank advanced, you, Adam. Man. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying case. retirement, Coach Gase. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think like, um, yeah, it adds another like beat, you know. So I drop back in my, my five-step drop. I'm about to pass. I've got the right read. But just before I do that, a glance to my right and my left to make sure my coverage hasn't broken down. And that's often enough to make a bad throw. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that, that's exactly. off, just that split second is enough to make the quarterback for a bit. So that's what I worry about. And I just, because I watch the NFL more holistically, like even though I'm a Browns fan, I wouldn't like call myself. You're like, also an NFL fan. Like you're going to I'm, watch I'm an NFL teams. fan first, a Browns exactly. fan second, if that makes sense. Yeah. You've been a, you, you told me you've been an yeah. NFL fan for a while. Yeah. For like 30 years. Yeah. For a short period of time. Yeah. Well, I only, I only became a Browns fan after I was in Afghanistan in 2000 and 2010 and 2011. And I was watching football like with an American guy and he, he was, um he went for the Colts. And then another guy was a Giants fan. So when I came back from Australia, uh, sorry, when I came back from back there to Australia, yep. to Australia, I was um, I kept well, obviously kept watching football, and I was like, I don't have a team. Maybe I should have a team. So I thought about going for the Jet, uh, the Giants. And then because my friend from the states went for the Giants, and then I was like, no, nah, I can't do that. That's a sucker move. <laughs> so how am I going to like have banter with him if I don't? if I go for the same team, I need, you know, someone to rag on him about. So, um, yeah, as I told you before, I just Googled the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> up, up came the Browns. I was like, oh, the Browns. So then I, I mean, I knew who they were, but I didn't have yeah. no, any history or anything. So then I started watching, I watched um, that Believe Land. Have you ever seen that do documentary? No. Yeah. So there's a documentary called Believe Land. It's, it's, it's basically about, about how, how sad Cleveland sports is. 
and how they're one up. This is before the um Texans. That's funny. Yeah, this was before the um the Cavs won the World Championships. So yeah. for like um, the Indians made the World Series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all before that. So it was uh, and it was such a sad show. And then my rugby league team here in Australia, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, we have a very very similar history to the Browns. Like really really good in the early like in the in the early years in the 70s and the 80s like you know really really good team then in the 90s to the 2000s just completely horrendous like no winning not a single winning season in 17 years eventually get kicked out of the competition just like art model moved the team to baltimore yeah so then all of a sudden you've got no team exactly the support and then like fan uh, fan involvement and fan marches and sort of stuff then the team gets reinstated yep almost identical to the browns have a have a legacy of crap continued and then in 2007 my rugby league team became really good and now we're one of the powerhouses of the competition nice that's um, interesting man we actually so got it's a very very for coach gase darren what do you think of denzel ward and grant delpit do you see promise out of them I see promise out of both of them. The issue with both of them, unfortunately, is their availability. Yep. So Denzel Ward hasn't played a single full season since he was drafted. Yep. Grant Delpit missed all of yep. last all year. Year. Yep. Yeah. Um, with an Achilles. So yeah. I'm excited about. Uh, apparently, Denzel Ward's put on a bit more muscle this year as well. Oh, nice. um, he's still young. He's still filling out. Yep. Um, he's a top Denzel Ward is a top five corner, no doubt. Yeah, he's a like, stud. Like he is locked down. He is great. Yep. Um, Grant Delpit, obviously the jury's out because he hasn't played. Yep. So, but the team's very excited about him. Um, I can't really have an opinion on him because I haven't really seen him play. I'm excited about what the potential. It's a funny comment from Jose. Hope you don't yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, man. On Saturday, someone asked you. How no you became a no worries, Jose. I'll give you the long form answer to that question. Right on, Saturday, man. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty crazy. Whenever I tell people that, they're like, "What? You Google's worst <laughs> team? Story, yeah, that's man. what I did, man. That's exactly what I did. If it came up the New York Jets, I'd be a Jets fan. Seriously. Only if it, only if you waited a few years. If I made, waited two more you years, it would have been the Jets. Yeah, would have been the Jets. Yeah, perfect. Would have been Could've the Jets. The rest of us. Yeah, because the next year the Jets had number two pick. <laughs> yep. When they got Donald. Yeah. So no, they had um, uh, well no, they had the six, but they were they were trying to tank for like the top pick, but they had the six pick and had to move up because yeah. Josh McCown, you know, former Brown. And I'll tell you, it was it well. was a challenge because the first year I started like watching every Browns game, they went one and fifteen. What year was that? So uh two thousand and sixteen. Yep. So get so this you, a lot. So you didn't Elias. watch the Manzel era? I did, but I was sort of like um, just watching in general. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I didn't. Have, I wasn't following the Browns, but I I was watching, paying attention to the NFL. But get what? Guess what time I get up to watch the Browns? Just have a guess. Four thirty in the morning. It's been crazy like that. A bit earlier than that, mate. Three thirty. I don't know. Three o'clock. Three o'clock in the morning. Oh my god! So when the Browns went That's one, some dedication, man. When the That's Browns crazy. were at 1-15, and 15, I got, <laughs> got up at 3 o'clock in the morning for every single game. You got one win. That's good. One win. And then towards the end of the season, because of uh, um, daylight savings time and all of that, the, yeah. the clock's changed. So I get to get up at uh, 5 o'clock. Oh, perfect. 
Yeah. Darren, so, thank you so much for calling in, man. I then, I'll just take, and then the second season, I was like, oh, yeah, go for it. All right, I'll give these guys, I'll give these guys one more shot. And they went 0-16. Oh, <laughs> and then I was really, I was, I was like, well, we okay, I'm done. Pick. It can't get worse. So then I said to myself, I said, okay, if they do not draft a quarterback first overall, I'm done. I don't care who it is. Yep. But they got to draft a quarterback because there was all this talk at like they're not going to draft a quarterback. Saquon, they're going to do all this crazy pick. Yeah, yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna get AJ McCarron from the Bengals and all this crap. Imagine and I was like, if that. they do that, I'm done. And they drafted Baker, so I was like, okay, I'll give him a chance. Yep. But it's been a tough log. Anyway, bro, thanks for having me on. Of course, man. Sorry, I didn't talk it. any baseball, no, but I know nothing it's all, it's all about good. baseball. I should probably start like a. I'm thinking about doing some football content too. So for all you know, I have a lot of football. Man, this is what this is what channel. I was saying to this is what I was saying to Tyson the other day and he was like we don't talk nfl we talk jets I was like, man just do like five minutes of general nfl news you know like oh alex smith retired let's talk about that for five minutes i mean it so, definitely comes up because uh, in a way it'll affect the jets because oh we thought about signing him to be our backup quarterback yeah yeah like exactly because uh, yeah. i said to him i said i just wanted to his talk response about is funny and... he's like what the hell is it? let's talk jets radio not let's talk NFL yeah. radio he's like he just slanders slanders me every time i go on but it's all right. It's all good. It's all fun, man. Have yep. a good day or, or night, man. whatever it is. Yeah, it's Have a good 8, night. 8 13 right now. Yeah, it's uh 10 13 in the morning. That's crazy. Should actually man. be doing some work, shouldn't I? <laughs> oh, go get to that, man. Appreciate you calling in. Have See a good you, night. Man. Yo, shout out to Darren, man. I know some of you guys, you know, this is a baseball channel. Um, but you know, towards the end of the show, great having some football. I think I might actually, you know, I, once you started talking football, everyone started getting the chat talking football. So I think I'm going to do a separate football show, you know, on this channel, but do a show with that. Um, so let's, I missed a little bit in the chat. Um, uh, Seahawks have three picks. Yup. I'm sick of mock drafts. I mean, I do them during English class for fun because I'm so bored, but yeah, they, after a while, like all these guys who just do nothing but mock drafts on YouTube. It's like, don't you run out of stuff to talk about? Like you pray someone gets hurt or so they their stock can fall when you don't want someone getting hurt, but you want some big thing like the whole Caleb Farley thing to really affect that. Uh, the Seahawks and Browns are um, are stacked and drafting for depth. Yep. Drafting for the future. Hey, every team drafts for the future and for the current. I mean, depends how good your team is. Browns in 2015. Yep. Garrett Peppers. Uh, and then Adam Gase is here. Uh, thanks for having me on Go Mets. <laughs> you misspelled it, buddy, but appreciate you calling in. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. All right. So last time on Let's Talk Jets Radio, I talked about Bless Austin, cornerback in the Jets, and how bad he is. And Bless Man, I apologize. Because Bless Austin's here. You're my favorite player on the team. Stud, you're the next Darrell Revis, buddy. Plus Austin for life. Thank you for having me on. Go Mets, uh, my brother. I'm going to end the show here, guys. Uh, obviously, unfortunate news with, you know, Ben. Ben, though, everyone, right? Thanks, Ben, in the chat. I don't know. Uh, but Ben, I'm going to make sure he comes back to call in a few times every now and then to rant about how bad the Yankees are. Uh, but thanks to Ben, uh, you know, for everything about, um, you know, what am I talking about? Thanks to Ben for all the stuff he's done with the channel and whatnot. Uh, I'm the best corner on the team. I mean, it's not hard. It's not hard. We don't have any corners. Um, so yeah, guys, this is a really fun episode. I'll probably, I might make like a big update video of how I'm going to do the channel now that I'm riding solo. Now I might, I'll probably do some, you know, football content like that talked about. That's always good fun. Um, oh, look at Metcalf 10 out of 10 times. Oh, this is gold. All right, man. Uh, I'm definitely going to tune into Darren Jose's stream. You guys check that out. Check out, uh, Seahawks, Jose Rodriguez on YouTube. 
Uh, I want to thank Hayden, Jose, um, and Darren for calling in. Really appreciate you guys. I'm going to go watch the Met game now. Francis Glendor with the home run. Uh, appreciate you guys. And oh, shit. I was looking at a quick news. Twins just won their 11th game in a row. Walk off. Uh, walk off. See you guys next time.